tonight on Arena. Could it be Colin? Just tell me what I've done to you. And if I've said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. Could it be Brendan? But you didn't say anything to me. And you didn't do anything to me. What about Kerry Condon? Jesus Christ, Dominic, would you ever stop creeping up on people? It was giving me a feckin' heart attack. And there's Barry Keoghan. But yeah, what I was wanting to ask you was, you probably wouldn't ever want to, I don't know, to fall in love with a boy like me, would you? Oh, Megan Toig and Colin Kuhn? They could not know the mission on Vanya Fooder. I was not welcome in the ball and in Manu Fainet. Or will it be yet another award for Paul Meskel? So what's your sister's name? Uh, Sophie. Oh, nice. I'm her dad though, actually. Tonight on Arena, we look forward to Sunday night and ponder who the winners and losers will be at the 95th Academy Awards. Five one double five one is the text. You can tweet the programme at RTE Arena. When we get together on Monday evening next, the Academy Awards will be over. Bar the shouting. Of course, I hope some of that shouting will be in celebration of a bag of Irish wins tonight on the programme in the company of a panel of our regular arena film critics. We tip the probable winners and those who will possibly be overlooked for the Golden Gongs. We will also be talking to Oscar hopefuls and some heavyweight Hollywood reporters to get the word on the ground. But I start this evening uh, with... Some of our great Hollywood hopes, in fact, members of Colin Kuhn's cast are at the Irish Consulate in LA for a special nominees brunch. Andrew Bennett and Carrie Crowley joining me now, who play the foster parents uh, to Colin Kuhn, Sean, August, Eileen, the, the names of the characters. Andrew, uh, first of all, great to have you on the programme this evening. Where are you? Where have you been? And what kind of a day has it been so far? It's been completely mad. I'm in a bedroom in the consulate with Carrie Crowley. Not as exciting as it sounds. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're upstairs here. All the nominees are downstairs all shouting their heads off. Everybody's having a great time. Uh, we were out at the Oscar Wilds last night and it's all quite insane, really. All right. Um, I wonder if Carrie feels less or more excited about being in a bedroom with you. Let me ask her that very question. <laughs> she, she's the next voice you'll hear. Yeah, and Carrie, are you? Well, as, John. Uh, a the wrote, I guess, Vetling and Nocturne are on Iha Special to shock Carrie. And will Aha Sartvester Shomrishin, Andrew, he says he's not as excited as he should be. Oh, listen, listen, it's, it's palpitating something. Like, I'm just having a ball up here. No, it's all a bit mad and it is all very exciting. And you kind of look around and say, are, are, are we actually here? This is, this is happening. It's bizarre. But we just had beautiful speeches downstairs from Marcella, the consulate, and um, Catherine Martin. And everybody's just so positive, like, positive about our film. Like, you couldn't get more positivity. Now, if we were to win something, that would be incredible. But, listen, who knows? We're here. Yeah. This is prize enough in itself. Absolutely. You, know? you were at the Oscar Wilde's uh, party last night. How was that? Well, it was good. It was good. It was a long night and there were a lot of speeches. <laughs> um, but, like, there were, some of them were great. And um, I'm now totally in love, like, as in totally in love with Jessie Buckley. I just adored everything she said last night. She was a brilliant recipient of an award and she just yeah she rocked the room but it, the whole thing was was kind of nice and there were a lot of irish there so th there's a real feeling of comradeship mm. about 
the adventure. Of course. You know, if we can call it that. And I yeah, think the whole country, the whole country is riding on that wave. Maybe put Andrew back on to me there uh, uh, for, okay. for a second, because obviously there's a very important detail that has to be sorted out with all of these Oscar ceremonies, and that is the attire. What will be worn? Andrew, have you chosen your outfit yet? Have I lost Andrew? Seems to have lost Andrew there. Yeah. With Leslie, Leslie is there. Leslie is um, one of the, the great Hollywood reporters that we have for us this evening. Um, maybe you'd give me a sense, Leslie, of the atmosphere around Hollywood itself as we approach Sunday night's ceremony. We're obviously a couple of days away at this stage. What is the general atmosphere? We put the Irish to the one side for just a second. What is the general atmosphere as, as Oscar tonight's approaches? Uh, I think there's some slight trepidation after the big drama of the famous Will Smith slap last year. Um, but I also think there's a huge sense of excitement. And I don't think we should be putting the Irish aside here. I think the Irish, the Green Wave, uh, as Carrie Crowley, Crowley uh, mm. called it, is extremely palpable here. And, you know... Americans go so crazy for St. Paddy's Day. I'm half Irish. I was born in England, but I've never seen anything anywhere like the American celebration of St. Paddy's Day. You know, they fully embrace the Irish. And I think the Banshees in particular is also, you know, is is at the head of this uh, vanguard uh, Mm. with its record-breaking nine nominations. And this film has so been taken to heart, not just by Hollywood, you know, but by America. Um, I mean, Hollywood is very much a microcosm. The viewing figures for the Academy Awards are comparatively low in the grand scheme of things. But I do think the Irish factor this year has injected Mm. the ceremony with a massive sense of excitement. And let's be realistic, because obviously at home here in Ireland, we we are totally um, excited about, you know, any wins at all that might come our way. Realistically, what are you saying is the most likely win for us, would you think, across all of the nominations? I think the most likely win is Kerry Condon, to be honest. The Best Supporting Actress category is famously unpredictable. Just ask Maria Tomei, who won in 1993 for my cousin Vinny. Nobody was expecting that. Um, She's a big Irish supporter, by the way. She was at a screening of an Irish goodbye this week. Um, I do think it's between Kerry and Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is adored in Hollywood. Her campaigning this year has reminded me a lot of Richard E. Grant. She has so embraced the joy um, she loves to joke yeah. about being a Nepo baby, which of course she is. She is adored in the industry. She's a good egg. But Kerry is no neophyte. I think people forget that she's been acting for 24 years. Angela's yeah. Ashes was her first film. And she's absolutely phenomenal. She really is. And I think the thing with the acting categories this year is it doesn't seem like understated is being rewarded. I mean, look at Elvis, look at Star, look at everything everywhere. Yeah. You know, the, these are showy, big, dramatic movies. Um, the Irish Contenders, um, The Quiet Girl, and Irish Goodbye at the Banshees are so much more understated. Right. But, there, but there is an interesting statistic for Best Supporting Actress. In the last eight years... 
the winner of that category has been the only representative of each of their films, starting with Patricia Arquette for Boyhood. So oh, that's nice. why I think Carrie has a great chance. And An Irish Goodbye, which, of course, is a Northern Irish film, also has a massive chance of winning Best Live Action Short. Oh, OK, well, listen, um, we have the cast members of the Colin Kuhn back with us now. And let me come again to you, Andrew Bennett. I don't know whether you were shying away from telling me what you're going to wear at the ceremony on Sunday night or not. I asked you about what your outfit is. Have you chosen it yet? Well, I am going to wear a very exciting black trousers and black shoes and then a black dinner jacket and a black bow tie. And I think I go for a white shirt. How did you come up with that idea, Andrew? It's just, I'm, I'm a bit crazy, you know. That's the kind of thing that we do over here in LA. Um, and I just want to say thanks to Best Menswear in Dundrum for providing the above. Helping you, helping you with, with just that very helping, thing. Yeah. I'm guessing that you might have been slightly more imaginative than that in your choice of attire for the night, Carrie. I don't know if it's my imagination, but my gorgeous friend Deborah Veal has made the dress I love the dress she and her team have made it um oh it's it's so hard you don't know what are other people Mm. going to be wearing you don't you just don't know what to expect but i really like it i think it's it's kind of irish it 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 feels kind of elegant but craft there's there's an amount of craft in it and then i'm wearing jewelry by seamus gill so that's irish craft as well and that to me is really important we have a little stage here let's show it off Um, you know and the suit like Andrew's suit, it's Best Menswear. That's an Irish company that's been kind of on the go for years, for decades. August Rodellum, Widge Law, Shachtan the Gaelic of Free Law, her carry on. Will more on Gaelic of the Clishtal Temple of Hodge or Free Law her? In LA? Yeah. No, in Erin. Yeah, in LA. Oh, <laughs> in LA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In LA, in Hollywood. It's not long, guys, in the country. No, but Tadina Hart people, Mark Tal, Dr. TG Carden, Charles, and my chain. I guess Lauren would go in the lab and almost do it. Just because mm. And there's something lovely about that. And he's more than happy to throw in Irish as well. And like Catherine Martin, like, yeah, we're, we're meeting a lot of people who are really happy to use their Irish, whether it's a few words or, you know, Cora Umlan. And there's something, there's a kind of a pride in it at the moment. Now, I know it's Shaq and the Gaelic so Bader will want to get a shin fashion. But there's something lovely. I think, in a really weird way, our tiny little gem of a film has made people feel, oh, it's 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 okay to use a bit of yeah, Irish again. I'm sure it's you saw giving people back a love or connection. You know, absolutely. I'm sure you saw the Paul Mescal clip. Who didn't see the Paul Mescal clip I on, on TG Car? <laughs> you know, Tosulagam Mosrode Gomega Gwilanbua Ega Erandanok. On Megan speech in Australia, will will he give us? Will he take his acceptance speech in Irish? It's 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 worth wondering that he might. Well, chance come on if you sorry, Dusty, and be me goral and a ahish er um er an etlon er an kinlaw honamar mach and dating. So, like you know, yes, there is Irish in the family. I guess be a long thought that Gaelic arts lumps it um in LAX. You know, that's Los Angeles Airport. Sean, just <laughs> just telling you where we are, <laughs> but. No, Tadina, Tadina, right. and it's, that's that's really lovely. Yeah, it gives absolutely. us all a bit of pride, you know. Absolutely, and and why and why wouldn't it do just do just that? Finally, to you, Carrie, and then I'll go back to Andrew. Uh, what what are your real? What do you think the real chances are for Uncalling Tune? Obviously, All Quiet in the Western Front has been every, it's at the top of everybody's list. What are your realistic ambitions and hopes for Sunday night? I don't know. I mean, to be realistic, I kind of feel well. We're up 
against a behemoth and like you look and you see huge billboards all across LA all quiet on the western front have we anything like we said we should go out with little handout flyers to people to say vote for Colin Cune but the voting is over because your heart like an officer yeah. but I don't know but um, there's a lovely guy working with us on kind of publicity and things and he said that he has said to everybody who's asked I think the word quiet might just be in the winning well, like film. I was and that could be all quiet or it could be us. Exactly. I was going to say, don't forget that we have quiet in the title of our film as well. Let me go finally then to... And to that's Ant- why he's kind of using that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And why wouldn't he? And let me go finally to, to you on that very same, on that self-same question, Andrew. I know it doesn't matter in some ways, but um, what do you think is, is the probable outcome on Sunday evening? It's a weird thing in the air. I think we're going to come home with heavier luggage than we came here with. I hope you are absolutely right. I will walk out to the airport in my bare feet and help you carry your bag if that has to be done, Andrew. Nothing would give me nothing would give me greater pleasure. Listen, go to Milabach, go to Good luck to all of you on Sunday. What a wonderful, wonderful thing uh, to get a chance to speak to Carrie Crowley and uh, Andrew Bennett as they prepare for, for Sunday evening. And now I have to draw my breath and, and think about even where I am. Yes, let me tell you who's in studio with me. Uh, Ruth Barton, Tara Brady, John Maguire, Paul Whittington, uh, all of whom are obviously going to be looking across all of the categories. <coughs> Kerry, I, I know I'm kind of skipping a little bit. Kerry Condon, the, the LA reporter, uh, uh, the Hollywood reporter, a journalist saying to us there, Kerry Condon is in with a big chance here. It, are, are, are we in agreement? Let's go to you, Paul. Um, I, I, I think she has a chance and I think things like the BAFTA and all helped her and obviously, mm. because I, I, I think in a very good film, she was almost the best thing and she was wonderful. Uh, but I think that... Um, uh, you know, it's it it's it's a tough one, and that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is like you can imagine the uh, the, yeah. the sort of campaigning that's behind that. And so yeah, and, and mind so. you, I was I don't know if you, I was watching BBC Breakfast this morning, and it would seem that Jamie Lee Curtis and Kerry Condon are best buddies. And Jamie Lee Curtis was you know telling us how hilarious Kerry Condon was, and I don't think her nose would be out of joint at all if Kerry Condon were to win Tara. Oh no, I I don't think so. I think though Jamie Lee Curtis's main competition is very much Angela Bassett, and yeah. certainly if you look at the bookmakers' odds, yeah. that's what's shortened over over the last few she weeks. She won the Globe, didn't she? Um, yeah. And um, and there's also, I mean, but both Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett are like people who probably should have won Oscars a long time before now. Mm. They're they're particularly Angela Bassett. She's she's long time overdue. Um, I and and that it's I suppose it's a, a bit of a shame because Kerry Condon, I, as as Paul suggested, mm. I think she's she's the strongest thing. Mm. She's the most important player. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe Jenny the donkey, but but, but <laughs> is her is her rival. But she's the most important player for for the Banshees of Inisherin. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. I mean, it's a really interesting year in ad- acting categories. If you think back on last year. Everybody knew, and usually going into the yeah. Oscars, except for as as Leslie was suggesting, best supporting actress, which is a, a strange category, like yeah, consistently well, a strange category. But generally, you know who's going to win. Like like everybody knew, for example, last year Will Smith was going to win. They didn't know what was going to happen afterwards, but no. but yeah. that was a surprise. But but this year, every single acting category, there's you're looking at it and going, well, that could go anybody, that way. Any, yeah, you, you wouldn't way. be you wouldn't be upset of any of these people if you were totally neutral. But I have to admit, I am not neutral. <laughs> <laughs> when well, it comes to these things, it's, it's impossible to be neutral. Well, I think it's what, what John, what's the actress? I think for Kerry Condon's BAFTA win is going to have a significant out, 
So uh, my, yeah, my push it along, yeah. and you think I, that too, Ruth? Yeah, I think it gives voters confidence that they're making the right choice. If and it's very carefully watched big, in, yeah, in yeah. Hollywood, the, the BAFTAs in particular, as well as the SEGs and all the other Guild Awards. Yeah. That m- most of the contenders would have picked up some award uh, over the last interminable Osprey-award mm-hmm. season, this whole three-month saga. But I think uh, Condon has always been a superb right. actor. Okay, listen, the, the Best Supporting Actor will be the very first award that will be announced. So why don't we have a clip that features one of the nominees for Best Supporting <laughs> Actor and the one that kind of now suddenly I'm, I'm thinking differently might just be in with a big chance in terms of Best Supporting Actress. Seen between Dominic and Siobhan from The Banshees of Inisherin. How do... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dominic, would you ever stop creeping up on people? You almost gave me a feckin' heart attack. I wasn't creeping up on you, I was sidling up on you. Between you and that ghoul, Jesus. I always call her a ghoul too, because she is a ghoul. Jeez, we have a lot in common, don't we? Me and you, calling old people ghouls and that. It's a great old lake, isn't it? I'm glad I caught you, actually. Because there was something I was wanting to ask you, actually. And discovering how much we have in common. Well, it just makes me want to ask you even more. We don't have anything in common. Uh, don't skip ahead. But yeah, what I was wanting to ask you was something along the lines of. Should have planned this, really. But yeah, what I was wanting to ask you was. You probably wouldn't ever want to. I don't know. To fall in love with a boy like me, would you? No, Dominic, I don't think so, love. Oh, yeah, no. I, I was thinking, no. Not even in the future, like, like when I'm your age. Yeah, no. I didn't think so. Just thought I'd ask in the off chance. You know, like, faint heart and that. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Kogan and Kerry Condon there in that heartbreaking scene. Doesn't matter how many times you hear that scene from the Banshees of Inisher and Ruth Barton. You, oh, you no, know, oh, everybody in the room was squirming because we mm. just wanted him not to say it this time and, yeah. and he, he said it again and you just oh no it's, because I mean, this is a film that you know has been accused mm. of being glib but this is a, just such a real moment it's that a really emotional the, uh, moment in it yeah uh, and obviously Brendan Gleeson is in this category as as well everybody's talking about everything everywhere all at once and Ki mm-hmm. Hu Hoi Kwan I think that's where all the money seems to be well it's a great comeback story too and I think that you know that that adds to that that adds to you know, the Rolling Stone is picking up mm. that whole thing about, you know, I think we've all heard it. He was a child actor. He was in The Goonies. He was in Temple of Doom. And then he couldn't get any work. And so he, he didn't work for years yeah. and years and years. And then now he's back. And that's just such a great story. I think, you know, I think him and I also think, Jamie, you know, what you were saying about Jamie Lee Curtis before has a lot of weight uh, in, in that they're both Hollywood royalty in a sense. I mean, yeah, she she's always been there. He hasn't. Um, and there is that kind of sense that, as you said, it's, it is their time. And you've got the older voters coming in who I think will really recognise that kind of lineage. You too. see with this category, though, as well, sorry, uh, Ruth, like. Um, like the sort of apples and onions sort of meaninglessness on one level mm-hmm. of Oscars because you're comparing that um, uh, Kehi Kwan's performance in that very sort of giddy, frothy yeah. film with kind of, you know, with, with, with stuff from very different films like Judd Hirsch and the Fablemans, who actually he would, I think he would he be the oldest... 
Yeah, I think he's, Oscar he's, winner he's, if he did yeah. win. Hmm. So it, it, it's a funny one, but you just, I, I think, un, unfortunately for me, everything everywhere all at once has momentum, and I just feel it's going to do pretty well in some areas where maybe it shouldn't. You know? Would you talk about uh, yeah. Hikui Kwan's extraordinary story? Barry yeah. Kogan has an extraordinary yeah. story yeah. too, yeah. and I mean, yeah, he's no. not been shy about telling it, and yeah. rightly so. Yeah. And I mean, the, yeah. it is the narrative. You do need to have a story in these categories. You, you need do. to yeah. have something. But he's young, and I think there is, there is a kind of sense he'll win again. You know, he'll get yeah. another chance. Well, perhaps his career is in front. Yeah, yeah and, but there is the line that he used at the BAFTA win, which he was in the middle of that speech, should have, should have planned this or should have thought this out, what exactly, I can't remember the exact word, should have planned this, mm-hmm. isn't that yeah. what he says? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he say, used that as part of his BAFTA speech. speech you know, uh, John saying that Kerry Condon's BAFTA win might push her further along the line. Do you think it might work for Barry Kugel in that way, Tara? I think uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a problem here and we saw we saw this even going into the Oscars before, as soon as the nominations were announced. Uh, like, like women talking is a big muscular drama mm. and everyone expected that Jesse Buckley and others would get nominations for it but the problem is there's a vote split and there were too many yeah. there were too many performances equal, who, were, who were all yeah. go, going yeah. to be competing for, for best actress and best, so they cancel each other out and I think that is a, a serious issue for any any momentum that would would be behind um, behind Brendan and Barry is that they're going to cancel each other out um, mm. like the sort of goodwill towards mm. the, the film will be cancelled out by 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 the fact that they're competing with each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I've heard the best original screenplay. Get we're looking at everything, everywhere, all at once. The Banshees of Inisher and Triangle of Sadness from Ruben Osland. The Fablemans from Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner and Tar from Todd Field. A lot of talk uh, on this one, Tara. That this is the one that the Banshees could actually win. This might be the one that kind of. They, where they give them the, the nod. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot. I mean, McDon- like Mark McDonough has has a, has a big fan base in Hollywood, and, and you know we saw that with Three Billboards, and we've seen that with, we've seen that with other films that, that he's made. Um, I think um, I think th- I think the real issue here, and it's it's going to be very well, that's, it's going to be quite clear early on in the night, is how much of a sweep is everything everywhere all at once going to do? Yeah. Because if it's do if it goes to full sweep. Then it's going to it's knock. Going to out, it's going to knock everything out. Though it, it, it would be a, a particularly absurd if it won in this category, wouldn't it? If, if it won for screenplay, but uh, well, I mean, you could I know say this, it. I will yeah. say. I will say it's original. Yes, it's, it is it, original. It's, it's, it's yes. certainly but original. The original and, screenplay yeah. award has more often than not over the yeah. last decade or so gone to the eventual best film winner. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it is it's earlier true. on in the night, obviously, mm. uh, and it is usually indicative of a where sign, the yeah. sweep, if there is going to be a sweep. Not only for everything, everywhere, all at once, but also for All Quiet on the Western Front, which yeah. is, you know, yeah, but has but, but a huge number of nominees. Because yeah. there are so many, and I, 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 maybe we feel this because there are so many Irish nominations present here, but it seems to be, across all the categories, there, there are potential winners, you know, three and four potential winners in every single category in terms of quality. Put aside mm-hmm. voting and the politics of it and all of those things. But if you were an Academy member and you thought, well, I want to give a nod to that film and I want to give a nod to one of the other big films as well. Is is the best original screenplay the one that you'd probably choose for Banshees? I would. I, I think so, because, I mean, I think he also comes um, with a reputation of being a writer. And so and it's a very writerly uh, screenplay. Mm. I think that will all help him. And, and, and they know that he's a writer. So, um, and and if, you're, if you're watching it, one of the pleasures of, of that film is the words in it. Uh, and how they're they're so carefully weighted, and it's almost very poetic at times. So I I do think that that kind of craft, craftsmanship comes through in the film. And so, for me, that's the one that Banshees, in fact, is most likely to win because mm. I don't think it'll win, 
you know, as a film in the other category. Or director. Or director. Hmm. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I think that this is his big chance. This right. one. So and so it, this is the one that's... Been, I, I think, is everybody in the world in accord with what's going to win Best Original Song? Nanu yeah. Nanu. My source Nanu, informed me Nanu. that that's oh, oh, going to win. I, I oh, actually <laughs> don't know anything about original songs, but I, 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 I looked it up and I looked at them all. And I can remember about three of them and I think that probably will. Well, I think Or 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 is a superb yeah. film. Yeah. one of my films of the yeah. year. It's absolutely like brilliant. Well, but yeah. Natu Natu, the song and dance is mm. high octane foot stomp and number yeah. one of the best since the golden age of the musical is up against Diane Warren, who has 14 previous nominations and has never won and is responsible for all the pop songs you sing in the shower. And Lady Gaga, who has her own Oscar and is a previous winner. I think it's going to be really tough. All right, we'll I would love to see it on the night. Do we have a recording of, of going him singing it in the shower? I no? was going to say, I, we're going to play it that for the listeners <laughs> now. They're going to get Natu Natu. Paul, uh, John is going to regale us in studio now okay. with what he sings in the shower. <laughs> However, let's let's have a listen to what I think is generally regarded to be the, the winner, um, the potential yeah. winner of the best original song. What is Natu? So there we have it, Natu Natu from the film R R R, which everybody agrees is going to win the best original song at this year's Oscars. We'll be back with them. A man that is going to tell us all about Oscar metrics. So get your mathematics pencils out because we're going to work out the statistical chances of all these particular um, uh, Oscar nominations getting through. That's in a minute's time. And welcome back to our Arena Oscar Night special. Ruth Barton, Paul Whittington, Tara Brady, Joe McGuire staying with me in studio here in Dublin. But joining us now from Hollywood, Ben Zosmer. He's an Oscar forecasting author of a book called Oscar Metrics and a contributing writer uh, to The Hollywood Reporter. Um, he, he lived in L.A. for seven years. He's now he's now in New York. Maybe if you could just give us the, the, the very quick guide to what your Oscar metrics are all about. How do you go about making your predictions? It's a very fine mathematical model that you use, Ben. Well, th- thank you for having me. Yeah, so the gist of it is I use previous award shows and other data, which other categories a film is nominated in, the box office, the betting markets, anything I can get my hands on. And I figure out, how well each of these predictors have done in the past at predicting each category. And then the things that have done a better job get more weight. I apply those weights to this year's nominees, and that gives me the chance that every nominee wins in every category. And in, in, in your experience of your own Oscar metrics of the past, how right have you been? So on average, 78% of the time, the nominee with the highest percentage chance goes on to win the Oscar, and 22% of the time, there's an upset. Right. Okay. So let's let's have a look at um, I suppose the ones that we, we've just heard how the best supporting actress could be a place for a potential upset in Kerry Condon. Um, where are you on that? Yeah, and it wouldn't even be that big of an upset. So the model does have her in third, but it's one of the strongest third places of any category. She's at twenty two percent, and the leader Angela Bassett for Black Panther is only at forty percent. In between them is Jamie Lee Curtis at 27%. So all three of those are very close. And something like, I mean, I don't know if you can factor something like this in, you know, the fact that it would seem that Jamie Lee Curtis is almost canvassing for Kerry Condon. Can that 
type of thing have an effect, that kind of word of mouth approval, I suppose, from, from Hollywood royalty, as it were, even if it is somebody that you're up against? It's certainly possible. There's no better example of that than the shocking Andrea Riseborough nomination, where there was a real word of mouth campaign and it led her into the top five. Right. OK. So let's look then at um, another. I, I notice across your, for example, across your best uh, picture uh, prediction, uh, Banshees are second, uh, best director prediction, ba- Banshees, Martin McDonough second, and best actor prediction, Colin Farrell comes in third after Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. There are no prizes for coming second, though. That's a bit of a problem, isn't it? <laughs> It is. But fortunately, these are probabilities. They're not guarantees. Yeah. And so coming in second doesn't mean you're going to lose, especially if you look at best original screenplay, where once again, Banshees is in second. But the difference between Everything Everywhere and Banshees is only 3%. That's right. extremely small. So that one's practically a coin toss. Yeah. So in, in, in mathematical modeling, <clears throat> where everywhere, everything everywhere all at once is slightly ahead, but... Well, if you take the mathematical, there must be a, a degree of, you know, could be right, could be wrong. Is there a, what's that, that they talk about, the, the difference, you know, what percentage likelihood is there that, in fact, you could be out? Yeah, it's, it's entirely possible. There's all sorts of things that a mathematical model cannot take into account. And really what it's trying to do is model how a group of voters will behave. But that yeah. group of voters changes every year and every person is going to have their own biases and their own reasons for voting for one thing or another. It's impossible to capture all of that. We've been speaking to about the best supporting actor category where uh, Barry Cogan and Brendan Gleeson are this talk about perhaps they would split the vote. But according to your model, even if their two votes were added together, they still would be a long way off. Kihei Wan. Yeah, so Kihei Wan did a fantastic job this award season. He really cleaned up it. Not all, uh, but most of the major award shows. He won for his role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. So uh, no actor really swept this year. It was actually the first time since 2002 that no actor won all of the major awards, BAFTAs and Golden Globes and Critics' Choice and Screen Actors Guild. Uh, but Kihei Kwan came the closest for Everything Everywhere. So uh, both of the two men from the Banshees of Inisherin are going to have an uphill battle there. All right. OK, well, um, that's the mathematical modelling. Let's go to, I suppose, a more opinion piece from uh, Marcus Jones, awards editor, TV and film uh, at, at IndieWire. Colin Farrell is a king, is a tweet that you have uh, made pre- re- pre- recently, Marcus. Do you think uh, against yeah. the mathematical modelling that he's in with a real chance for the Best Actor Award? Um, if you're nominated, you still have a shot. And so I would personally love to see it. Um, I think he's been doing years of really great work. Um, but uh, I do think that uh, Austin Butler having won the BAFTA, which I was really expecting Colin to take, kind of uh, hmm. did him in a little bit. But uh, I mean, I would say it's entirely possible that he could win given how close every acting race is this year um but i wouldn't make that my primary prediction shall we uh, may i ask you about you know obviously in ireland we are very excited with 14 nominations that we can kind of put hold our hands up over and say there's a major irish interest in 14 nominations across uh, the entire ceremony what is it? What is the what feeling are you getting across? You know, nonpartisan uh, critics and nonpartisan film goers in Hollywood about the Irish nominations. I think 
Uh, everyone, for the most part, has really loved Banshees of Inisherin, and I think uh, I, you all talked about this previously a little bit, but there's always sort of a story there, and I think that's um, what it's kind of fallen victim to, is that there's not necessarily the same kind of uh, campaign quick uh, line you can give about uh, this film deserves best picture because mm. it achieved this, whereas everything everywhere all at once, it's both um, an indie film, but also a box office hit. And we've been talking about uh, people going back to the movies this year. And so I think it has that for it. Um, but no, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Banshee won any of the bigger awards because there really is a love for that film. And Martin McDonough has been to many an Oscar uh, and so I think a lot of people are waiting for him to get uh, his second because he actually is already an Oscar winner for a live action short. What about uh, on Colleen Kuhn, which yeah, translates as The Quiet Girl? We had um, Carrie Crowley or Andrew Bennett saying to us, um, well, the, the, the word quiet will, <laughs> will be in the name of the winner of the, uh, the best international or the best foreign language film. Uh, what do you think the, the, the real chances are for Colleen Kuhn? What kind of... Uh, to track it, you know, what kind of poll has it been getting among audiences in America and, and Academy members? Right. No, I think that nomination is so significant, but unfortunately, uh, when uh, an international feature film nominee also gets a Best Picture nomination, we kind of consider that a lock. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of energy about All Quiet on the Western Front. But I think in The Quiet Girl getting a nomination, there's a lot of voters who saw that and uh, immediately put it on their watch list. And what about from, from the mathematical point of view on that one, Ben? Um, All Quiet on the Western Front is way out in front. Is that because of what uh, Marcus has just been telling us here? It's up for best film and it's up for best uh, foreign language film. Does that give it a big mathematical chance, as it were? Yeah, I completely agree with what he's saying, that All Quiet on the Western Front is the frontrunner. It's got nine nominations up and down the board. So that does signify just a higher level of love from the Academy than uh, the other four international feature films. Now, it's not unheard of uh, to have a well-nominated film not win Best International Feature. Pan's Labyrinth is an example that comes to mind mm. uh, with six nominations and three wins, but it lost international feature. But you really have to dig deep to find examples like that. So All Quiet pretty clearly is the frontrunner. All right. Well, listen, thanks both for joining us. That's uh, Ben Zosmer and Marcus Jones joining us from Hollywood and giving us a, a sense of the feeling on the ground over there. And just to go back to the, the, the panel then, before we, we go to a, a break, Ruth Barton, Paul Whittington, Tarbidi and John Maguire, nothing earth shattering in the midst of all of that. Does it kind of dampen our hopes somewhat to hear the mathematical realities, Ruth? Well, I think you could probably work it out for yourself uh, mm. uh, anyway. But I mean, I, I think, it, you know, it is it is important to remember that a nomination is a win. Yeah. And, and, you know, for something like uh, Uncalin Kuhn, I think that's where that's where it falls. And I don't think anybody should take anything away from the film if it, if no, it doesn't, no. if it doesn't take. It's also price. depressing when you I mean, or not blaming them. One of those guys goes mm. about somebody running a great campaign, you know, in an, in an ideal world, films will be judged on their quality. 
but that's not what tends to happen. Uh, how important? Crowley mentioned it as well. The yeah. billboards. How important is the, the campaigning? Is is that really yeah. where the win? It's money. won or lost. It's money. It's, yeah. money, it's marketing. It's yeah. strategy. Mm-hmm. It's a campaign. There mm-hmm. are specialist campaign managers who will take a film and guide it right through to Sunday night mm-hmm. from months ago and spend huge money. The studios all have specific departments that do just mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. for their nominated. And films. it's funny yeah. that so it's David versus Goliath. But you know who won there? Yeah, I was going to say. It's funny. Sorry, it's funny they were giving out about Andrea Rice because there's no difference between that and, and anything else that anybody else does they were just annoyed that it was kind of a, an, an impromptu yeah, I, I, I think though Paul there was an issue there was a sour kind of yeah. taste about the Riceboro thing because one yeah. of the things that the filmmakers did was they denigrated other people they who did. were expected to get they in yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she was nominated she's, she's nominated yeah. for two yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. for yeah particularly Daniel De- uh, Deadweiler who I think was very hard done by it's a phenomenal performance in yeah. the tale yeah. and uh, just call me old fashioned but you know, I her, she has a performance where she cries actual snot. To me, that to me that that should <laughs> should be an automatic, you know. Yeah, but but on, just as briefly on that campaigning then. Is it about getting people to see the film or is it just about whining and dining and saying vote for us? If people, if you get people to watch and they make a decision, is that not fair enough in terms of campaign? No, I mean, it's it's interesting there, the, 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 the idea that they were saying that there is, OK, so to a degree, there's, there's a sense that everything everywhere all at once is being rewarded for being a box office hit mm. at a moment when that is crucial. Mm. However, if that were the only criteria, then Top Gun Maverick would have been nominated in far more categories than it was. I mean, I, I thought Pat, Pat, picture, I, yeah. I thought yeah. Top Gun Maverick was a shoe in for cinematography. And yeah, and and happen. and it it yeah. didn't make the short I, I list. I think yeah. Tom Cruise might make the best actor. I, list I, I as thought well, he yeah. might make the best actor list as well. And and because I, as a kind of thanks thanks for all thanks your for hard saving work, our jobs, Tom. Tom. And, 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 you had, cinema, yeah. and you had yeah. that you had that yeah. very kind of completely staged encounter that he had with Spielberg where Spielberg comes up and hey buddy thanks for saving cinema and so there's that sense around yeah. Tom Cruise and that still didn't carry him into a nomination Alright, all right. Mm. okay, right we have a few more categories to go through uh, including Best Director and the big one Best Picture we'll come to that in a few minutes time Yes, and we continue with our Arena Oscar special right now. Um, my panel can stay with me in studio, Ruth Barton, Paul Whittington, Tara Brady and John McGuire. John, briefly, best adapted screenplay because I do want to get to the, the five kind of big ones that we have interest in. Well, I think um, adapted is a bit more competitive, actually, than yeah. original in that you have All Quiet, which could take it if it yeah. turns out to be a sweep. Uh, Rian Johnson wrote a very lively and twisty script for yeah, Glass Onion, script, which yeah. is a riff on his own on the previous film. Uh, Knives Out and Agatha Christie uh, Kashigu Ishiguru could be rewarded for having the courage yeah. in fairness yeah. to take on uh, Kurosawa's Living. Living which is adapted from uh, Ikiru and then you have Sarah Polly who's a little bit of the outlier for women talking who, who did something remarkable in that mm. she translated the direct speech of Miriam Tao's original novel yeah. into this passionate inquiry about the truth and split it amongst a ca- an ensemble mm. cast and did all of that and managed to make it into a, a drama. Yeah. And that is a consider- was a yeah. considerable achievement. Um, but uh, I think McDonough is uh, most likely to win in original. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, All Quiet is probably, He's probably going to win. Here. To win uh, you, you're, you're, and I'm, I'm with you, I'm, I thought Living the Kazuo Ishiguro adaptation. Oh, I love that. Uh, I just love that yeah. film. Beautiful so film. Why, is it, why are we not hearing more about it and more about Bill Nye? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Mm. I mean, it, it seems to, maybe, again, it's about promotion. Maybe mm. it didn't get that push. But I thought it was just so beautiful, that film. I, you know, it was kind of, there's something perfect about it and the way that Bill Nye delivered those beautiful lines yeah. as well. 
And you know, there's the moment where he sings that song at the piano. And yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking. yeah. Heartbreaking, yeah he is yeah. brilliant, but it's a summation of a career for Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, for Ishiguro to have the guts to take on this beloved yeah, and he film. does some amazing yeah. things. We yeah. note as well, Sean, that Top Gun Maverick is nominated in best in be, in this uh, best adapted screenplay. I can't remember a single thing anybody said to anybody <laughs> about in, in that yeah. film. Okay. Are, are we all kind of are we with all quiet in the Western Front on that one? Just so we want to move uh, on. I, 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 so. I would yeah. like to think that Sarah Polly has a chance, but those two yeah. guys she, were talking about. She's the bookie's favourite at the moment. Yes. Oh, yeah. I hope she, she does. Yeah. I hope she does. Okay. Yeah. Let us let us move on to one of the very big ones: uh, Best Actor. Two interests for us here, obviously, in Colin Farrell and Paul Mescal. I spoke to Paul Mescal recently, actually, at the God's Creatures Irish premiere, which will be in cinemas on March the twenty-fourth. I had to ask him about how he was feeling about the Oscars. So this is the chat that we had when we met up, or a bit of it. Is the Oscars acceptance speech going to be asked again now? Are, I mean, are you rehearsing uh, that? It's, it's going to be a consider. It's going to have to be a consideration now. But um, no, I'm. I, I was not expecting that kind of fallout from it. But I mean, I went to an Irish bun school and did my junior yeah. through Irish. So it's, it, I think it's. it's I'm really proud of the Irish that I yeah, have. But yeah. Don't don't avoid my Oscar question, please, because there you are in with such a bundle uh, yeah. of Irish. Uh, it's amazing performers and filmmakers in there. Mm-hmm. Good place to be. How do you feel Great about place. it? It's great. Like it's it's such a wild ride. It's, it's it, I feel very at home. As you said, there's lots of Irish to kind of lean mm-hmm. on, but it, it's a it's a very kind room. It's full of people that are at the top of their game and. There's a kind of ease that comes with being in their company that I was like, it's just it's it's nothing that I expected, but it's such a pleasant kind of feeling to be involved with. An ease that comes with being in their company. That's Paul Meskell speaking to me uh, about um, God's creatures. In fact, but we got that question in at the end. But God's creatures will be in cinemas from March the twenty fourth. Um, uh, Paul Meskell, uh, nicest guy in the world. That uh, I think that anybody who has spoken mm. to him says the same. What are the real chances here? What are Colin Farrell's real chances here, Paul? Uh, um, well, I think that Paul Meskell. I, th- I think that I loved that film. After Sun was the film. And and I think he's wonderful film. in it. I think he's an amazing actor. I don't think he stands much chance. And unfortunately, I did. At one point, think Colin Farrell sort of chance, but I'm not sure he does now. Um, Elvis, I thought was a very ordinary, noisy film, but um, Austin Butler was very good in it, yeah. and he never once resorted to caricature. So I think the person I want to win it is actually Bill Nighy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. But, I agree. but he yeah. won't. And and um, the, the Austin Butler nomination, the Leslie, the death of Leslie Marie Presley, obviously in recent days, that's going to have that's going to have an impact. There. Yeah, but it, yeah. when in doubt, when in doubt, and when you're sitting down to fill out your Oscar balloting form, of course, I mean, you plump for the star the biopic biopic stars have won a huge yeah. number of the Oscars in the head, last 25 yeah. years yeah. Yeah. since biopics became a real thing uh, anybody who transforms into another character or a well-known character stands a really good chance mm. I do feel bad for Colin Farrell but Colin Farrell had an astonishing 2022 he was in four really good films mm. and he was the best thing in each one of them mm. and I don't think it's going to do him any harm Paul Meskell isn't going to win, but he's got a lot of winning to do in the future. Yeah. But like you say, my personal favourite would be uh, would be Bill Nighy. Uh, yeah, as that's he hasn't right. a hope yeah. I did but hear it would Emily, be a fitting yeah. reward. Yeah. Emily Watson, who was also part of that uh, God's Creatures uh, Irish premiere, I heard that she had sent him a text, Paul Meskell a text when he got the nomination because she was nominated for her first film as well and her second film, I think, possibly, or a few years later. And she sent him a text saying, 
look at that nomination regularly, it'll keep you in work for a long, long time. Yeah. So yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. the really important yeah. thing yeah. about it. You know, yeah. it'll be and an Oscar nominee Paul Mescal on movie posters yeah. for yeah. the rest mm-hmm. of his but, career until he wins one. He also had, a, he also, we were talking about campaign, he's had a really good campaign because he's been in Streetcar Named Desire, he's been getting good and reviews one of the, for this. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's He's a visibly working actor at a time when other people are doing nothing but going to And a terribly nice guy and very personable and does great media. I mean, Okay, but none of this campaign is doing a matter. Are we no. all thinking we're all, we're all more or less on all in Austin Butler? Than I, yeah, I think it's the, a shame. Yeah, 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 I think, I, so, I think yeah. Austin Butler is a shoe in. I think the yeah. only the only real kind of possible contender might be Brendan Fraser, but I think the wind has come completely out of those sails. It's just not a it's just yeah. not a film that anybody Creepy can really. All yeah. right, it would be interesting <laughs> because if Fraser was to win, he'd be the first best actor winner that doesn't then that didn't even have a nomination for best right. film okay let me l- let's, yeah. let's move on to best ago. actress i'm going to play a clip from the fablemans and in the midst of this we will hear michelle williams playing mitzi the mother of steven spielberg essentially is what we're talking about sammy we're going to use daddy's camera to film it only crash the train once okay then after we get the film developed you can watch it crash over and over till it's not so scary anymore and your real train won't ever get broken one more thing, Dolly. Let's not tell your father. It'll be our secret movie, just yours and mine. Okay? There we go, Michelle Williams in a scene there yeah. from The Fablemans, uh, nominated in the Best Actress category alongside Kate Blanchett from Tar, Andrea Riceborough, who they're all giving out about, from Two Leslie, Anna de Armas in Blonde, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Michelle Yeoh seems to be the one that's kind of creeping up from nowhere, or not from nowhere, but creeping up to the top of the bundle there, Tar. Yeah, no, that, no the, the odds have definitely shortened on that. Um, the, I, I, you have to say that like every single one of the major awards thus far have gone to Kate Blanchett mm. um, so she has to be the runaway favourite it's a phenomenal like it's a phenomenal mm. performance and everything yes, but like is. the idea that Kate Blanchett needs another Oscar I mean I don't know to prop up her and open her tool shed door or something but, but, I mean but, it's, but, but, but should it be that or should it yeah, be I, I the know best that's performance not, that's not, I wish that's it was not really not a best performance yeah. That, yeah, you know, she, she, yeah. I mean, again, what did you think Ruth you were, you're talking about biopic she transforms herself into, yeah. into mm-hmm. Tar mm-hmm. it's and, a brilliant film it's not a biopic the trick is you think it's a real person but you believe in her and it's the way she carries herself, the way she wears her clothes, Mm -hmm. just, you know, the way her face is moulded. There's something about her is just so imperious. And yet, you know, I find myself feeling very empathetic towards her. And she's a monster. But is she? You know, she's the monster that the industry has created. So I thought it was, I thought it's a fantastic film. Beautifully judged. Really complex. I loved the ending of it. I thought it was smart. So, and I mean, I, you know, well, I mean, I have, I have thoughts about everything everywhere and then none of them are very positive. So (laughs) (laughs) at this stage, Sean, it's about momentum. And Michelle Yeoh has all the momentum. Most importantly, Back-to-back wins at the SAG Awards Mm -hmm. and the Indie Spirit Awards means that she's got a real chance of making the long overdue history as the first Asian-American actress, Asian actress, Mm -hmm. and then she's Malaysian, and only the second woman of colour to win Best Actress. And that would be a massive story. The best performance in that for me, apart from... uh, from uh, Blanchett is Michelle Williams and the Fabian thought she was great in it but yeah. she doesn't have a chance I don't no. think. Okay. Right I, I have to keep some momentum going here as well Best Foreign Language Film All Quiet in the Western Front Argentina 1985 Close Belgium uh, Close from Belgium rather and uh, EO from Poland and Colleen Kuhn from yeah. Ireland mm-hmm. Realistically 
I'm shaking the shamrock, Sean. I don't care. I'm sh- shaking the shamrock for on Colin Kuhn. Everybody anywhere in the world who has seen this film has been moved and affected by yeah. it. Paul, and that that that's has to it would be wonderful. Something. But the, there are other really good films in this. Yeah. Like Close is very good. EO yeah. I really loved. Um, mm-hmm. And All Quite in the West Point is a very strong film. And yeah. it, it has all the momentum behind it. It's I, a big if Colin Kuhn won, it, it would just make oh, everybody be, I think wonderful. Be, and it, it would deserve it. It would be, yeah. 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 It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be kind of, oh, they, it was the luck of the Irish. No, no it was a brilliant No, no, no. it would be on its own merits, yeah, for sure. But I, I mean, I agree. I think all quiet, because it, it won't win in the other categories that it was nominated in. And no. I think this is the one it will win in. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, also worth noting, like, I mean, the things that don't, like, the, the, the idea that a nomination is a win, it beat out St. Omer, um, Joyland, Corsage, Decision to Leave, RMN, yeah. RRR, mm-hmm. it beat out all those films to yeah. get in there. Yeah. Now, I still think All Quiet in the West, nothing's getting past All Quiet in the Western yeah. Front. In but that we, we dare hope, I think, is the kind of. Shamrock's out, Sean, I'm Shamrock's sure. Shamrock's out, <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, final, the big two. Best director, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inish Aaron, Todd Field for Tar. We spoke to him on the programme about that. Mm. Ruben Ostland, uh, Triangle of Sadness. Daniel Kwan and the two Daniels, Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Steven Spielberg for The Fableman's Ruth. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I do think it's the Daniels, as they're called, for Everything mm. Everywhere. I think that's the, the most obvious one t- to me as, uh, as director. I mean, I actually loved The Fablemans. I thought Steven Spielberg, was he made a fantastic film, and I was surprised at how good it was, because I've always found that kind of sentimentality is a drawback in, in a Spielberg film. But in this film, there was a kind of there was a kind of misery to it and that, that, I, that I enjoyed. And, and that whole thing about, you know, about bullying, mm. the fact that the mother wasn't punished for leaving the family, all those things made it for me okay, a strong Tara. film. For director? Yeah. Um, I, I would have to say I, I, I would red flag the fact that there's no women in that category yeah. at all this year. Yeah. When, 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 it, when it seemed to be like Sarah Polly could be in there, uh, Chinonye, um, yeah. Chukwu could be in there for Till and like not, not one woman. So um, I'm delighted to see Robin Usland in there. He's, he's a great guy and um, but yeah I, I think yeah. The, the Daniels are going to win it that's okay. it Okay uh, Paul Yes I, I, I would like Steven Spielberg to win it because I loved that film that was a great film was, uh, But you don't think he's going to so, No I don't think the, think the bloody Daniels are going to win uh, I think if Spielberg was to win he'd be the oldest winner in that category since the in the 95 right. year history of the Oscars and I think the constituency is skewing younger and I think it's likely to be the Daniels I think it's a shame that nobody's talking about Todd Field who was a master filmmaker yeah. who mm. made a wonderful film yeah. uh, and he hasn't seemingly got a hope All right, uh, um, which I think is a shame we're into the final category, best film. I'm, I'm going to play a clip, not because I think or anything positive about this film, but it's the one that's at the top <laughs> of the boogies list. Come on. You may be in grave danger. There's no time to explain. Hold this. Why are you doing this? Pay attention. When we leave this elevator, you can either turn left towards your scheduled audit appointment or you can turn right and go into the janitor's closet. Why would I go into the gents? Not now. Hey, yo. Why are you downloading all these apps on my book? Breathe in. You can feel a slight pressure in your head. You turned the phone All right, work that out if you can. Everything, everything, uh, everywhere, all at once is one of the films. Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, The Banshees of Inisher and Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, All Quiet in the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, Tar. Those are the nominations. You've each got 10 seconds. Ruth. Everything, everywhere. I say it through gritted teeth, but it's the one that's going to win. And what should win? Um, Fablemans. Tara. 
I've always said that um, All Quiet on the Western Front will do a moonlight on the night. I, I've always thought that. I've thought that for months ago. And, I, and, and, I, and I, maybe, that, maybe that's an open did, yeah. expectation. Um, I think it does deserve it. Yeah. Uh, John? Everything Everywhere won all the top prizes at all the major guilds, the SAG, the PGA, the DGA, the WGA. That's only happened four other times in history. Not and BAFTA. all four of those films won Best mm. Picture. So I think it's a lock, as close to a lock you get. But I'd love to see Tar win it. I think Tar is a film for the ages, one that we'll still be watching 30 years from. Okay, Paul. Uh, Avatar should win, just kidding. Uh, the, the <laughs> well, Richie Bain will, will, <laughs> might win the, the special effects yes, Oscars. He probably will. Yeah. Probably yeah. will yeah, the Fablemans should win for me, but everything everywhere is going to win. And good luck to it. It is a very entertaining film. A lot In of the moment, people it love is. It. Yeah, yeah. It gives yeah. the eyes yeah. exercise. Yeah. All right. And then um, you forget all about it forever. Okay, let us hope we're celebrating some kind of a win, but I think as we've all said on numerous occasions, a nomination is a win. So congratulations to all 14 Irish nominees and let us hope that at least one of them will wing its way across the Atlantic and I'll be walking out in my bare feet to help But that is our lot for this Oscar special. Thanks to Ruth, Paul, Tara and John here in studio. Liam Murphy and Paula Shields were the researchers. Michelle Gibson was the broadcast coordinator. Tommy O'Sullivan was on sound tonight and the programme was produced by Kay